Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fairy Boss Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Alfira Lee. And I'm your co-host, Lee. So finally, this is happening. I have been uh, preparing for this podcast in the past couple of months. And finally, we start filming. So I'm super excited. <laughs> so this podcast is going to be all about mom life and uh, beauty business uh, all the struggles behind the scenes, trying to juggle everything together. And I also will bring a co-host uh, with me on every episode. Uh, sometimes uh, it will be my staff and sometimes it will be my clients and probably some local uh, boss babes so we can hang out and network. So today here I have Lee. She's my uh, permanent makeup artist and also lash artist. So I'm super excited to uh, start my uh, podcasting journey with you. I'm so excited to be here. It's such an honor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so on our very first podcast, I want to mainly talk about what our uh, business is all about and what we do here in our studio and what uh, Lee does here in our studio. And probably we can talk about the past few months, uh, her journey here with us. Uh, just things like that. We're just going to have fun. Nothing really serious here. Even though I was accused, I always talk really serious. I don't agree. When you're you're serious, when you need to be. Yeah, I actually have. Um, some of my clients told me like, "You're so fun in person, but on a video, you're so serious." Really? No, I feel like on video you come off as so cheerful and nice. Really? Oh, yeah. That's why I wanted to work for you. Remember? Aww. Mm -hmm. Well, at least I guess I'm selling. <laughs> You're doing something right. <laughs> yes. So let's start talking about what we do here in our studio. So uh, we offer lash extension and permanent makeup. We do all kinds of permanent makeup. Uh, and another big part of our business is uh, training. So we do train uh, beauty professionals um, to get into... Um, a beauty journey start their own business or um simply to uh you know continue their education uh to elevate their business and their skill to the next level and lee uh is like she initially came to me as a lash artist but uh she took most of our permanent makeup uh trainings and now she is a permanent makeup artist as well so i love it yeah so that's what we do here um since we do the training, um, how do you feel about like the training that you took from from me, and like now that you're practicing, you're taking clients? Um, I loved your training. I'm not saying this to kiss ass, but <laughs> no, really, I I have a hard time learning. I always have. So when it came to learning something new, I was always really scared because school for me was traumatizing. You know, sitting in class and not understanding what everybody else is understanding so simply mm -hmm. was really traumatizing. And sometimes they may make you like society may make you feel like you're stupid, but it's simply because every child or adult has their own way of learning. So when it came to your training, I really felt like it wasn't just me, right? There were other people in the training. And I could tell that you really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you paid attention to each one and how the way that they needed to learn. And, you know, like, the girl that I, with Olivia, hi, Olivia, <laughs> that I took the training with, like, she's more of a quiet person, and she uh -huh. just listens and yeah. understands. And me, I'm asking 10 questions, jumping ahead, 10 steps ahead, yet you took the time and answered every single question, and I really appreciated that. And that's sometimes things that, like, would um, keep me back from going and learning something new, uh -huh. but... Yeah, you were patient with me, Aww. and you taught me everything that I needed to know. 
you continue to teach me every day. I would recommend to anybody to come learn from someone that's going to be patient with you and really just not try to take your money because, Lord, forgive me, but there are so many people, mm -hmm. unfortunately, out there that are in this business for the wrong reasons. And I can genuinely tell that you're passionate about it because you want women to succeed. Um. Well, thank you so much. I truly do. Uh, this is not just what I do and uh, what I do to make a living, which I'm also really passionate about money. I'm a businesswoman <laughs> at the end of the day. Yes, but also I want my business to uh, be a business about like integrity and truly about women empowerment. And it means everything to me. Uh, one of the reasons that I got into education is because Every person have their own journey and have their own story, right? Just like you said, you had challenges uh, learning in probably, I would say, traditional way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is something that I didn't understand um, years before because I was born and raised in China. And obviously, our educational system sometimes can be really forceful and we just have to succeed uh, you know, so there's not that many creative um, ways of learning, at least not when I was growing up. So, you know, um, it was all about really like just pushing you to achieve success. Uh, however, after I came here there, I realized that there's so many different ways mm -hmm. of learning and everybody learns differently. Uh, personally speaking, I actually do have learning uh, challenges like um, I was never properly di diagnosed, so I don't want to just like throw it out there. But I think I was dyslexic um, when I was a child. Uh, I didn't know up until like very later on in life, um, mainly because like my listening and like if I visually see something or I'm listening, I can get it 10 times, even 100 times faster if I were to read it. Mm -hmm. um, I really have, um, you know, a lot of struggles like reading, trying to comprehend that. And throughout my life, I had to learn multiple languages. And every time it's like you have to jumpstart your journey all over again. So during that time, like reading is the part that I hated the most. Uh, so, you know, I also have uh, different ways that like I prefer learning mm -hmm. in that way. So uh, for that, when I wanted to start my training, I wanted to make sure that, you know, people come to me from all walks of life. And of course, uh, we're all in the beauty industry, but, you know, we have different background. Uh, for that, I wanted to make sure every students uh, who are here taking my training, they can fully understand. Uh, so when I do teach, uh, I tell every one of them, I do try to give you as many information mm -hmm. as possible yes, you do. because it's only three days of training in person. So I wanted to cover so many information. Uh, however, I always tell my students, please, like, feel free to stop me at any point. Like, I don't care if it's sentence by sentence. I will. My goal is to have everybody to fully understand before they walk out of here, uh, even if I have to stay here a little bit longer that's one of the reasons that I host small group of mm -hmm. trainings, right? Uh, yes, which Lee <laughs> took full advantage of. <laughs> I, I really did. Especially that, because like, like I said, like for me, you know, I'm very hyper. Yes. I just am. I don't take Ritalin. I don't want to take Ritalin. So I have the hours of the day where I've been like focused for too long. Uh -huh. I start bouncing off the walls. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like you said, <laughs> especially in the training when I, like I had to be hyper focused. Like uh -huh. it was, I wanted to, take as much information as I could. 
And I think that was like overwhelming me. So yeah. that made me even more hyper. Mm-hmm. But you were so patient with me. And like when I have like moments like that in life where somebody like may understand my struggles and compensate towards that, mm-hmm. it like almost heals some like a small trauma that you may have had <laughs> yeah. growing up when mm-hmm. you have like um I don't know how to say this in English, uh you know, when you have, like, a certain situation and then you have that same situation and it's done All better. Over, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's the sentence in English. But I, I somehow understood you. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what it felt like. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate that about you. Oh, thank you. Uh, Sorry, guys, we're filming in the studio and we got interrupted by a phone call from a client. And honestly, I forgot what I was talking about. So we're just going <laughs> to uh, leave it behind and uh, start talking about something else, I guess. So um, how about we talk about like, you know, uh, what we're going to include in this podcast? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, at least for now, uh, I wanted to bring all of my staff and we're going to have uh, like different topics each time to talk about you know, um, our business. And I also wanted to share a lot of uh, things like the struggles that I, um, you know, have day to day um, trying to be a business owner and a single mom and uh, being the provider and uh, still, you know, trying to look pretty and like, you know, be there for my clients and all of that stuff. Uh, I probably want to bring some of my clients who became my friends. Um, Yeah, because they're here all the time for lash extension. All of our clients are here every two to three weeks. Uh, It's hard not to become friends. So, uh, yes, um, if you guys are watching and interested in become uh, part of my podcast, please message me. I would love to have you here. Can you think of some of your clients? I know Evelyn would love to be on the podcast, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) She would definitely love it, and that would be fun. Yes. Definitely Jordan. Yeah. We'll ask, and then Mm -hmm. uh, I already know uh, so many. Oh, I probably will ask Joanna to come in, too. Natalie? Natalie is definitely coming. Yeah, can she give us some workout tips? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have the most gorgeous clients. Every time, like... A lot of your clients walk in. I'm like, where does she get these girls from? They yeah. are so pretty and so nice. Like, nice pretty girls are really mean. <laughs> no, they're no. so sweet. Yeah, they, they are so yeah. sweet. Like Isabella and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Like, they are drop dead gorgeous. Yes. And they're the sweetest girls that I've ever seen my whole life. Like, yeah, literally, literally so are. kind and so, like, just nice. And, you know, another thing that I, like, you know, I'm so grateful for these girls Natalie too and uh, Isabella, Sarah, they're all like every time when I really needed a model, sometimes my models cancel last minute. They always show up. I noticed. I asked them like last minute. And if if they they can't show up, they they find find someone. someone. I don't even know how they find these girls, but they they just like hook me up with all these like beautiful, beautiful girls. Uh, They're always here helping me out. And I'm so just like grateful, you know. It's nice to have people in your life, you know, that root for you yeah and not hate on you like people that show up for you Mm -hmm. even if they're getting nothing out of it you know what I mean yeah it's really nice that you have that I mean yes it's nice that I have that now but um going back to like because I did say that I wanted to include a lot of the day-to-day struggles of like being a business owner right one of them is especially before you start fear of course like am I going to be able to make it am I going to be able to pay my rent Uh, I'm really proud to say that as an immigrant, like, you know, 
I didn't want to be like, oh, I came here and, you know, I had this uh, struggles and then I have that struggles. Of course I do, but I want to turn that into my fuel, uh, fuel. And I work so hard. Like You really do. Sometimes I'm like, this lady does not sleep. I, yeah, I, I don't like that is kind of like the only time that I can sacrifice uh, because I want to be there for my clients. I want to be there for my daughter. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. But, um, you know, I compensate on uh, certain things by sleeping less. Right. I have to make up for for the time that I have to go, um, you know, pick up my daughter and I have to sacrifice a whole hour or an hour and a half uh, in a precious like working time during the day, uh, which is the main reason that I started my business to begin with. But, you know, you have those struggles and the fear, it can be really overwhelming. But I want to remind you that once you take the, um, you know, first step, you start something and this world is full of people that are supportive. Of course, there Mm -hmm. are people that are, you know, trying to pull you back. But also remember, there are just so many supportive, loving people and they can actually help you to go even further and further in your career and in your business uh, when you don't even expect it, you know? You know, but even like some people may not have that. And it's so important to remember that even if you don't have that support and you don't have somebody pushing you or behind you, don't let that bring you down. Like, believe in yourself. Yeah. Keep showing up. Do it for you and show all these people that aren't supporting you. And more so, show yourself that you can do it. Yes, it's really important. Um, I thought I was going to do another episode about, like, uh, why I select the name that I did. But I kind of wanted to talk about it really quick. Uh, the whole uh, idea of my brand and the name for my business is Fairy Beauty Studio and uh, Lash Fairies is coming too. Uh, I'm uh, creating a product line and I'm launching I love soon. your products so much. They're the best I've ever used in my life. Our lash products, they're <laughs> so amazing. It really <laughs> is. like. So yeah, going back to the name uh, for my business, right? I want my brand to um, be all about women empowerment and beauty business trying to beautify yourself is not just something superficial. Mm -hmm. Like when you feel beautiful, when you feel good, um, you know, you go out to the world and you do better, right? Uh, So I also wanted to remind whether it's my clients or my students because I do a lot of training and, you know, fairy, just like fairy, every single one of us have magical superpower that we can make anything happen in life. Uh, you just have to, um, you know, really believe that you can make it uh, through like small efforts every single day and laser focus on your goal little by little and everything can happen um, by going slow, right? Uh, it actually is the secret to going faster. Look at me, less than two years, I have created a business and I have created a product line and I have got into training and I have retained a new uh, skill. All of these things happen in two years, but and then also every day I work overtime, overtime mm-hmm. uh, to make that happen. And now two years later, it's like everything is happening so fast. Like I'm getting so many clients, I'm getting so many students, I'm getting so many increase. 
uh, inquiries about like, you know, the services that we offer, the training that we offer. But at the beginning, I was dying, dying for those leads, those uh, people that are reaching out to me. I didn't have those things, right? Uh, like I would had like close to like 17 work hours a day and I go home making less than $200. How many of those days that I went through? Uh, and then I came to where I am today. Um, you know, I'm charging my students to uh, do the training. I'm making money from that. And some of my clients just to wanted to get into my schedule. And they're willing to be my demonstration model and still pay me on top of that. And this is the result of me, you know, creating hard something hard work and also me believing that i can do this uh, i didn't give in to the fear and look like my clients are supporting me and uh, you know my staff and every single one of us can can do that so uh fairy as a reminder to everyone that you know you can definitely do it uh it's a symbol and a reminder that we're so powerful and um we have magic powers I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You explained this to me yesterday. Yeah. And I really thought it was beautiful. Aw. You put a lot of thought into it. I did, but I was told so many times that I should change my name Why? because everybody is having a hard time spelling it, which I get it. Yeah. Um, you know, but I did have the impulse to like change it many, many times, but somehow I kept it at parts. It was because I was being lazy. <laughs> I think it's pretty. It's unique. But, yeah. And then um, somehow I didn't change it because I really believed in, in the name. And now uh, almost two years later, I'm so glad that I didn't change. And it kind of like became my thing. You know, when I found your account on Instagram, because I was living in Dallas, right? So I'm like searching and I wanted to get a job before I moved here. And I found your account. And obviously I loved what I saw. But when I saw the name, I thought mm -hmm. you were Hispanic. Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought like... It doesn't it sound a little Hispanic, like maybe something in Spanish? No, it was actually French. It was like a, it literally means fairy, but I think it was like a French, uh, like a oh, la fairy. show, something like that. Yeah. You got to say it right. Uh, I don't know how to say it, honey. La fairy. <laughs> <laughs> she makes everything sound so sexy. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> how do you um, juggle being a mom, a single mom and a business owner? Well, the fact that I became a business owner is because I'm a single mom, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I'm an immigrant. I don't have any uh, family, not in Houston, not nowhere in the country. So it's just me, myself, and I and my daughter. <laughs> but, you know, throughout the years, I have been single mom since she was one years old, and I have to provide for her while care for her. Um, I have done all kinds of odd jobs and gotten fired so many really? times from what yeah because remember the other day we had a client uh like your client she said she works in logistics you right yeah so hi if you're watching and <laughs> so uh that's one of the jobs that i right. uh, got into because i speak chinese and uh the the owner of that business really liked the fact that i speak chinese so she hired me um I told her ahead of time that I have to go pick up my daughter. So I have to leave an hour early. We close at six. Everybody leaves at six. I said, I have to leave at five to get, get to my daughter at six because I work by the airport. And she agreed to it beforehand. But I think like, you know, 
once I started, she was really upset that, you know, like I'm not done with wor my work yet or everybody is still in the uh, like, you know, office working and I have to leave. And eventually, like she fired me and losing that sense of security to be able to provide for my daughter. It was really hard, mm -hmm, uh, you know, and jumping from one job to another. Uh, it, it was a huge struggle. And that's why I wanted to be able to decide my own schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I can work 10 times harder if I can manage my schedule, if I don't have to really like, you know, feel the pain that I have to not show up for my daughter or, you know, decide that like, you know, ask someone to, to do that. And I couldn't afford to have someone to help me to pay someone to go uh, pick her up for me so I can uh, keep my job. It wasn't an option at the time. So, you know, I went through struggles like that. That's why I wanted to have my own business. So mm -hmm. I get to say, you see it every day. I leave at three o'clock. I go pick up my daughter and I bring her back and I schedule my clients to see me at four o'clock. I make sure I rush back to the studio and I still can be able to see one or two clients after that you know she um the other day when I picked her up she was like um I don't remember what she said but she she calls the studio home she does yeah she's oh, like she practically let's go home here. yeah but I thought that you know of course maybe as like a child like you you want to go home you don't want to be in the studio but that girl worships you you know what Aww. I mean? Like, she always tells me, like, my mommy's the best. My mommy's amazing. Mm -hmm. And, like, when I have, like, certain conversations with her, Aww. like, she knows why you do what you do. Oh, you're going to make me cry on my first podcast, <laughs> aren't you? Yes. Um, she is the uh, reason that I do what I do. And, you know, I grew up in a really good family. My parents, uh, you know, raised me and my brother. Uh, like, you know, they did. They give us everything, you know. Um, sometimes I feel a huge sense of guilt that, um, you know, like I couldn't do a lot of the things that I had growing up. Uh, but and then also I'm one man show, so I do my best. And sometimes I have to bring her here in the studio. But um, one day I asked her, like, I forgot, like, I think it was like a homework. Uh, like, what what did you learn from your mom or, or something like that? And then she said, uh, take action. Aww. Oh, yeah, I almost cried. And she's so smart. Yeah, she said, uh, my mommy, she takes action or something like that. She started talking. And and I realized, like, you know, the days like that, I feel a tremendous amount of guilt, um, you know, having her to sit here and I still have to to do the procedure uh, she's probably sitting there and, you know, um, seeing I have to do what I have to do to provide for her and no, realizing that I am taking action. So, um, you know, kind of like makes up for for the guilt, guilt that I have. I, guess. I think at the end of the day, you're setting for her a great example. Mm -hmm. Like she sees a single mom motivated. I mean, anybody in the end of the day, we write our own stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, we may have written our story and it didn't turn out the way we want to. Mm hmm. We wanted it to, but we can always rewrite it. Yeah. And I think that's what you're showing her, to never give up and mm -hmm. keep it pushing no matter how hard it is. I just know she, I understand why you may feel guilt, but the way she talks to me about you, Aww. she thinks the world of you. Like, there's so many examples I could give you where she says things like, my mommy this, my mommy this, my mommy that. Like, Aww. really, she understands why you do what you do. Maybe in the moment she may be upset, but she knows why you're doing it. Yeah, I mean, she's very smart. She actually keeps... That kid is way too smart. If you tell her, <laughs> oh, good job for getting 100, 
She's like, I have a full drawer of them. I'm tired of it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I had to, because uh, because you know I'm alone and I'm so scared that, like you know, uh, like she's not gonna be like excellent like in in school and whatnot. So, uh, I brainwash her to 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 tell her that because you know my daughter, she's very sassy mm-hmm. as most kids. She girls runs the are whole these show. Days. Yeah. So she's really sassy. So I had to brainwash her a little bit to say being a nerd is cool. <laughs> being a nerd is the cool thing to do. And that's so, cute. yeah, now that uh, that's uh, like all she talks about, like, am I a nerd yet? <laughs> do <laughs> I look like a now? nerd? <laughs> yeah, that's cute. I like taking her to NASA, brainwashing her, hoping that, you know, uh, but she likes learning. Say, yeah, she does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh, class did you say that she was starting to take yesterday? Computer coding. Yeah, I was so impressed. What happened to being a real estate? I, <laughs> she said she wants to do that, yeah. Uh, you know, like this, uh, all these years of homelessness, uh, <laughs> I think, motivated her. She said, I want to sell home when I yeah, grow up. I want to make money. I'm going to be rich. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing something right. <laughs> yes, obviously I'm influencing her. Yeah, but I'm uh, really proud. So, yes, going back to this you know, the beauty industry, of course, there are so many people are doing this. But and then also, this is one of the oldest industry, right? And it's very lucrative. And as long as you are a go-getter, you are, um, you know, really passionate about this, you can make a great living uh, in in this mm-hmm. in this business. And, uh, you know, uh, you have the flexibility to decide on your schedule. And I love schedule that. Schedule and income. Exactly. It may not take a day. It may not take a year. Mm-hmm. But in the end of the day, you can make six figures. Yeah. And more. Yeah. As be- long as you show up mm-hmm. and set yourself apart from others. Yeah. Like, you need to be unique in your own way. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to make you special. Yes. Um, it's all about, first of all, being able to provide excellent service. And on top of that, to really market yourself in the right way, which is um, what I teach in my classes. I don't just teach someone, okay, you want to learn the skill? Here's how you do it. That's not what my training is all about. I teach my students, you need to learn to become an artist. You need to learn to become a business owner, have a business person's mindset. And that is going to already set you apart in the industry. And uh, like, you know, you can beat the curves if you are able to have that kind of mentality. And from there, uh, becoming a six-figure, la- like, you know, whether it's a solo lash artist or permanent makeup artist, um, it's way easier than you think. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I wouldn't say it's easy because it you... easy. It's not easy, especially at the beginning, which is why a lot of people fail or give up, right? It's not easy, but it's simple, right? Yeah, it's you just simple. have to keep showing up. Yes, you have to put up the consistency and you have to be willing to continuously improve on your skill mm-hmm. And little by little, once your skill is there, once you build a portfolio and your marketing and your clients chase after you mm-hmm. after that, after a certain period of time. And uh, at that point, you can be able to charge, you know, luxury price. And I tell my students or even my staff, let's say for lip blushing. Let's say my friend, I'll give you one of my friends to do lip blushing with you. Let's say that she's willing to pay $2,000 for you to do just one service, mm-hmm. right? Can you be able to justify that price? That is the ultimate question, right? So everybody wants to make money and complaining not being able to make that money. 
But I tell you, it's not short of clientele because you can build clientele. You can eventually find the right client. Uh, but people who are willing to pay high ticket price, they want high quality service. So that is what you need to focus on at the beginning to improve upon your skill. Once it's there, the money will come. Money will be chasing mm -hmm. after you. And I promise you that. It also came from how much money that I have invested in co continuous education, mm -hmm. how many online courses that I have taken. I have given access to a lot of my staff about like, go watch the online course that I bought, um, you know, because this is the type of businesses that I personally like to learn from and to be able to like, you know, like or to go to buy their online training and whatnot. Not from so, uh, someone who claims that they have been in the industry for 10 years, 20 years, 15 years, which is very valuable. But yeah, if they are up to date and if they are killing it out there, I prioritize seniority. However, I like to go to businesses that are killing it, wh mm -hmm. whatever business they are in, right? So remember, I talk about this all the time. I went to Lash Makers last year, November, to take her training. She's amazing. Uh, she taught me so much. But prior to going to her training, this is what happened. She had a training coming, uh, like, I think a month or two after the training that I took uh, in Dallas. So she was traveling to Dallas. So when I reached out to her, she said, why don't you um, take my Dallas training so it would be cheaper? Um, I, in fact, uh, told her, no, I actually rather go to Miami for that training. I'll make a trip out of that. But the reality is... I wanted to go see how she's running her business. I don't just want to learn lash extension, mm -hmm. uh, right? Like I know how to do lash extension. That's valuable, but that's not the most valuable. Like I also wanted to learn so many other things, how she wants to, uh, how she's running her business. And also she makes uh, like more than $2 million a year with lash business. So see, I wanted to see. That's crazy. Because exactly. so many people like, excuse me, but they shit on lash artists. They're like, uh, you're a lash artist. Yeah. But you can literally make millions. Exactly. So I wanted to go personally see how she's running her business, how she's doing. And guess what? Um, that whole trip, I spent close to $10,000. No and what? I'm not. Exactly. I'll tell you. I'm not just throwing a number there. Mm -hmm. The training itself was $2,500. And I went there and I bought some materials. So that cost me close to $1,000. Uh, the flight tickets and the hotel. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'm a single mom. I have to hire a full-time 24-hour help for my daughter for a couple of days. So putting, like, eating and all of this yeah, stuff, like, you know, up. it adds up. And I spend that kind of money. Uh, so it's all about mentality, right? I always talk about this. It's about mentality. It's not about the numbers because the this is not the money that I spent right it's buying investment. A, exactly buying a shoes buying a set of clothes that is the money that you spent but on education investing in yourself this is an investment so I went and I spent that money and guess what I learned so much how she runs her business how she has able to make this kind of money and I realized that she actually under the umbrella of lash extension she has multiple streams of income to her business and I was able to like you know learn so much and after I came back it really um, helped me to boost my revenue and that is what I teach my students to uh, invest in yourself and it also become 
a business owner, like have that business owner mindset, right? Uh, this is truly an investment and you have to see it that way and you have to be able to see it that way. Yeah, like you showed me things that you learned from her. Yeah. Um, like the layering method. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. I knew how to layer almost everybody does yeah but the technique the way Mm -hmm. you showed me to do it with the diameter different stuff like that i had never seen anywhere yeah it was pretty Mm -hmm. cool and then another thing is i constantly like to do research um i don't like to just buy into whatever comes out of someone's mouth like i want to go study the science behind it for lash extension right true nerd Uh, yeah true nerd (laughs) it's a simple chemistry it's a simple science somehow oh my god when i go on social media like all these wrong things that people are throwing out there it's shocker right like oh you should use this you should not use this and this is my advice someone's saying that uh, this is right this is wrong no if you actually understand the science behind it it's so easy Uh, i'll just give you one of the example right have you heard like, oh, this glue is terrible because it has fumes? Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Yes. Right. 95% of any lash extension glue is thinacrylate, mm-hmm. right? That is the main ingredient. So there are a few different types of thinacrylate, but the main common one in the lash industry these days that we use is the ethyl uh, thinacrylate. And that is a polymer so it uses uh, the uh, hydroxide not the water the hydroxide in the air to start the polymerization process and the fume is the outcome of that chain reaction right so the fume happens it's not the quality of the lash glue and how many of these uh, things that you see out there Mm -hmm. because people don't understand the simple chemistry right the chain reaction low fume and this and that it happens but Having that fume is not the problem. Overtaping your client is the problem. And that is something that I teach you at the beginning, remember? By overtaping your clients, you are transferring like that fume into their eyes where they're not supposed to expose to. That is one of the reasons that you can uh, avoid all this um, reaction, right? Another thing is like when, uh, when you're applying lash extension on a client, making contact to the skin, once or twice is not a big problem, but doing it so many times, it can start triggering allergic reaction. Um, so this, these are just simple signs that people don't understand and end up blaming the glue, blaming this and that. But actuality, like, you know, these are the things once you understand, it's very simple. Yeah. And then you just have to stick with it and do it in the right way. Sometimes instead of like what I hate the most is like sometimes some artists like just literally taping the G's out of a person. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I, they shouldn't be this way. But unfortunately, that's how a lot of artists were taught to. But I teach my students using your finger to pull, whether you pull it up or on the side can go a long way. And once you're done with that area and you let go, and you still can give your client's eye a break. So you, they don't have to get, uh, you know, so much bothered by the fume. But fume is just a byproduct of that chain reaction. And it's not going anywhere. But if you have a good application, you can wash your client's lashes right after the appointment, which I do all the time. And uh, if you have sensitive clients and, you know, get rid of the fume and everything is good. And you have a perfect lash set that will last them like for a really long time. Yeah, you have really good retention. 
Yeah, my clients, some of them, <laughs> you know how I realized like I started having rea a, like really good retention. It was after I took the lash makers training and then uh, like I came back, I start doing lashes. Some of my clients stopped coming back. They stopped. They stopped coming back. Mm -hmm. Three weeks later, I don't hear from them. Some of them cancel their appointment and I start freaking out. Like, What's happening? Right. And then four weeks later, they call me. It's like, hey, can I book a refill? I'm like, no, it's not a refill anymore. It's, it's, a, full uh, it's a full set. And then some of them told me like, oh, I'm so sorry. I got really busy, but like I still had really good lashes. So I didn't think that I, could, I should come back for a refill. But I really like your work. Just do whatever you want. I don't care. Like, you know, you decide. They show up. I had like my record. I have a picture of that. My record was one client came back to me seven weeks later. She still mm -hmm. had more than 40%. And they were just outgrown. They were just, no, I replaced the outgrown. Yeah, they, I'm like, saying they were, they were just outgrown. No, just like the ones that had left over yeah, still 40%. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm saying they were just outgrown. Like yes. they were still out there. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I, I got that. But <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is like, even there are 40% of the lashes that are not outgrown, like it's still there. And I, I did a, a refill, so I didn't charge her a full set price, even though it was seven weeks later. And I was really surprised. But once you know the correct way to do it, yeah, that's just how uh, you can like instantaneously like transfer uh, transform your uh, quality of your work. I noticed that my retention improved. Obviously, you gave me more pointers on, like, um, application uh -huh. and stuff like that. But the when you use quality products, like, for example, let's start with the basic, the lashes, right? Mm -hmm. When you have a lash tray that fans so easily yeah. and you get such thin bases, mm -hmm. that's going to improve your retention because yeah. it's easier to apply. Yeah. And then you have less stickies mm -hmm. um, using good adhesive. You know, you have medical-grade adhesive. Yes. Mm -hmm. That stuff sticks like once they, yeah. what happened? Remember that day where I got the adhesive uh -huh. on my fingers? Yeah. Okay, it was like super glue. She had to come in with like a knife yeah, or what was like it, scissors a, uh -huh. to separate my fingers because no matter how much I try to open, uh -huh. it wouldn't open. Yeah, yeah. The 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 glue that we have is really good. We're mm -hmm. gonna make a video about our product line soon. I'm talking Bye. ahead of time. <laughs> yeah so i think uh we talked a lot today i uh think we should end it here but i'm really really excited um do me a favor if you are watching it still up until this point um please please uh leave a comment about the topics that you wanted us to talk about and if you are interested in coming onto our podcast and i can't wait to see you guys here and uh have you to be my co-host that will be fun yeah well, thank you so much, Lee, for being my co-host today. Thank you and, um, for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it is really fun. And uh, I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye.